Welcome back. My name is Preston, the pastor of Disaster Hawker. I've got roughly a dozen years in combat sports and I'm an associate pastor in Virginia Beach. Join us for our weekly podcast and choose to be a part of the Saved and Savage community. This week we're talking faith, family, and fighting with Bellator MMA's TJ Bad News Britain. This is the Saved and Savage podcast. I just want to jump right on into our questions. I know you've got things to do. Um, and we're staying busy during this quarantine, but I want to know what got you started. Like, how long have you been fighting? Um, I've been fighting about 10 years now. Okay. Um, actually, I actually started playing. I actually started fighting because I played pro basketball overseas. That makes and sense. So I want <laughs> my, my deal wants me to uh, stay in shape. Okay. I'm getting hurt. And so uh, my dad boxed growing up. And, and so he said boxing is the best shape you can be in. And so that's kind of how I started. I started off boxing, and then 10 years later, here I am. So you played basketball overseas. Where did you play? Oh, when I've been in South America, mostly in South America, man. That was, that was probably the, where I went in uh, Santiago, Chile. Then I was in Valparaiso, okay. uh, Chile. Um, I actually got traded uh, while I was on one team in Santiago and, like, played a game, and we we lost. And so we – and I was talking to my wife. Uh, before I was like, you know, we win this game, we're in the playoffs. They brought me to, to go to the playoffs, and we lost. And like, there's like a minute something left in the game. They sent me out, and they sent me to the locker room. So I'm thinking, oh man, I'm going home. And, and I go there, and it's another team with another president with another jersey. And uh, and I signed a contract with them, and they fly me on a personal jet over to their their team. So that was pretty wild, man. And um, things like that. But I've been overseas. I've you know I've been to Barbados, and I played over there. Uh, been over Sweden, I played over there. I went over to uh, Dominican Republic not too long ago, played over there. So it's just been it's been an awesome trip, man. That's but, that's uh, a fun. I love basketball, man. That was that was really? my sport. Yeah, that's fun. I mean, how now? How tall are you? You're six four, right? I'm six. I'm six four. Yeah, so that makes sense. You been <laughs> you playing basketball? I mean, you're so close to the rim. Somebody like. <laughs> Somebody like me uh, doesn't make sense to play basketball. You know, I'm five. I, I tell people I'm five eight on a tall day. On a tall day. <laughs> on a tall day. If I'm if I stretch real good in the morning, maybe I'll be five eight. I think I think I'm probably, if I'm honest with myself, I'm probably closer to five seven. But and you fight it. You fought at thirty five, right? Yes, I have. Um, that's that's the way that we want to get back down to. But the problem was we could we could never find people that want to fight at 35. People would say they want to fight me. Um, agents would say they want they got people for me. But at the end of the day, it'll come down to it. We just got tired of going down that weight, you know. Right. And I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm, I'm I'm pretty thin, but but I, I carry weight very well. And so you know when you're cutting from 165 down to 135 or 160 to 135. And, and you get a call a week before, like three or four days, three or four fights in a row. You know, that got tough on, on me uh, mentally. I, I just didn't, I was I was kind of just drained with it, you know. I'm and, sure, man. And so, uh, I, I can't, so, I can't say that I blame the guys for not wanting to fight you, though. Um, <laughs> at, you know, fighting at 55 or even, you know, I fought as big as 70 before. And the tallest wow. guy I've ever fought was 6'2". Uh, wow. So, so yeah. I can't imagine being like I mean one thirty fivers. They're normally like, it you know tallest my size. I think like my yeah. guess would be like five eight, maybe five, a eight. five ten. But yeah. you've got I think five nine was the tallest. 
Yeah. So in the world. So you you should definitely get that reach advantage, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you you really enjoy that reach advantage, I'm guessing. <laughs> that's one thing that's one thing I we, we definitely use a lot. Yeah, so like what would you say is like the biggest advantage to having that reach? I mean the obvious being able to reach out and touch them. But You know what? Honestly, um the biggest advantage is my legs. Really? Your legs are strong. Yeah, your legs are longer than your arms. They're stronger. Um, that's that's something I think is my biggest advantage. Okay. Um, people think the punching, uh, and, and rightfully so, my jab. You know, I'm not yeah. well with my jab. Yeah. Um, and just like that. But the thing about having that long reach is little guys want to get in. Right. And so uh, I don't get hit much. I mean, heck, we were going through stats not too long ago. And like in, in you know, eight pro fights, I maybe been hit maybe 25 times. Wow. I've been caught twice. Yeah. You know, like, the thing is, like, I don't get hit often, but when I do, they're throwing hard as they can. Right. You know, so so I, I get hit with those punches, you know. Um. So, yeah, I, I got like a days ago a few times, you know. My my last fight that I lost, you know, I won the fight. I had the guy cut up. I mean, every fight I've been in, I've, Every fight I've been in, I busted or swore somebody out or cut their eye. Isn't that, Every fight, isn't that fun to be able to say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I'll beat the guy, and, and he kind of got comfortable. You know, he was five, 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 but he was a tank. Yeah. And, um, and uh, hit him. He threw a hard punch and hit me, and I was like, man, he really don't hit that hard. So I got kind of, you know, I was a fighter. You yeah. Kinda I was on television. Um, I knew UFC had their eyes on me, so I wanted to kind of put on a show instead of putting them away. So I... I Totally went away from the game plan. Like our, our game plan is to walk forward, pressure, yeah. and, and hit hard, and, and, and finish the fight. And uh, I had him get the cage a few times and bagged off. Like, no, come on, I want I want to throw my hands a little bit more. I want people people never really saw how good my hands are. Uh-huh. Uh After I hit them once or twice, they 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 shoot. You know. Right. And uh, at first, I'm very I'm more comfortable on the ground than I am standing. Really. To be honest. Yeah. Really. Absolutely. And so. Uh, what's so, your yeah, background man, I, on the What's your background? I'm sorry. What's your background on the ground? What do you BJJ, I'm a blue belt, but I, I mean, let's just say I've called, I've called a few black belts. Of course, like, BJJ, like, there are some guys that are, like, black belt level in, in jiu-jitsu, but you put them in a cage and they just, they're lost. I beat, so. I beat a brown belt and a black belt. I beat yeah. two brown belts in, in, in an MMA match. Yeah, it's know? different. It's um, a different game. Yeah, it's just, and that's what people don't realize. It, it's totally different. Yeah. You know, with my reach and everything and my body. Uh, type, you know, you it's can't, you can't roll with me the same way you can roll with everybody else. And I think it always takes someone like a black belt. I'll catch them the first roll or two. After that, they'll adjust. Yeah. But the first roll or two, they're always like, "Man, you're strong for your size." Or, "Man, you're so long." And you yeah. know, I've had these long arms since I've been doing jujitsu the last ten years. So I'm not gonna leave them out for you. I'm not gonna yeah. leave you my leg. You yeah. know. Uh, and and so we just we really go from there. But yeah. So, but the guy throws an overhand punch, yeah. pretty much with the eye closed and catches me. And uh, I remember just thinking to myself, like, from here on out, I'm back to the game plan. You know, push forward, throw hard, and make you go to the ground if you want to. So, yeah. we're back at it now, though. Yeah. So, you mentioned, like, keeping your elbows in, keeping your arms in tight, protecting your yeah. legs. Is that what, what you would say, like, a disadvantage to being, like, having that reach, that, that height? Yeah. Um, yeah, because, you know, my arms are so long. 
you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Gotta watch out for the knee bars, gotta watch out for the arm bars, um, things like that. So, yeah, I, I gotta keep them tucked in, keep them off the mat, uh, you know, and uh, just continue to pressure. Once I pressure, I think I think I have some of the best pressure in the game. You know, I brought yeah. against some UFC, you know, title holders, champions, and they're like, bro, your pressure on the ground or your pressure coming forward, your cardio is insane, you know. So, you know, just a matter of time. That, yeah, that last win over Gabriel Varga, that was good, man. He's a you know, you know what's funny about that is uh, you know, I broke my hand before that fight. Really? I like like three weeks out, you know, and then I dislocated my pinky. Um, but it was like I went when got looked and they're like, well, we need to cast it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I fight in like two and a half weeks, and so you know, I had a lot of people saying, man, you didn't post no training videos, no nothing. My hand was so wrapped so much. Now, like, if I post it, someone's yeah. going to see it. Yeah, and it's going to get pulled. We just decided to stay away from it, man, and and, uh, and and we changed our whole game plan. You know, of course, he's a world champion kickboxer, so yeah. I wasn't going to stand and, and bang, but I wanted to make a dirty fight. I wanted to get in his face. I wanted to pressure. I wanted to make him go backwards because that's what I felt like I had a lot of advantage, making him going backward with my reach mm-hmm. and to throw hard shots, you know, make him duck his head or try to take me down. But, uh, you know, two, two and a half weeks out, you know, Breaking a broken hand, we decided. You know what? Let's let's scratch and take him down, and um, and we did. And yeah. it, for me, it was a it was a grinding fight, um, but I'll take a win over him any day. Heck yeah, man! I uh, I got the opportunity to fight on a glory card a couple of years ago, and yeah, yeah. he uh, he was actually on the same card, and I remember yeah, I remember watching like a lot of footage of him, even like in my own preparation. Like getting yeah. some inspiration from his kickboxing, he's so good. Yeah. And so yeah, man, like that was a really good win for you. That's really good. Yeah. So you always have like God first and Jesus is Lord and all this kind of stuff all over your shirts and your shorts. Like you got it on your Instagram, like right across the butt of your shorts. Like so, and I'm loving it, man. Like on my my last fight, I had Jesus is Lord on the leg of my shorts. Um. So what would you say if? If you could leave like a legacy, or if if people are going to remember you for anything in fighting, uh, what would you say you want to be remembered for? Um, just being authentic. Okay. You know, and I'm just a real person. Um, I love people. You know, I, I wasn't always the way I am. I used to be a, a rude, arrogant. Uh, okay. Athlete. You know, I ran professional track. I played professional basketball. I boxed professional kickboxing professionally. So I was very arrogant, very cocky, and so. God really humbled me okay. and, uh, and really, really changed my heart and my mentality to where I still work hard. I still grind. That's still in me. At the same time, it's not about TJ anymore. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I just love people how they are, uh, where they're at, you know, whether you're a Christian or not, I'm going to love on you. Um, and I've learned that people embrace it. You, you mm-hmm. and I both know, you know, MMA is not a, not the brightest thing. It's a pretty dark spot. Yeah. And yeah. you know what I mean, you know, yeah. but I, but I just believe I'm, I got in my heart, so everywhere I go, the room lights up. And people tell me that all the time. It's hard for me to start saying that, but even in the Bellator car, I walk in and we're talking to people like, man, I mean, I've had like four people like, dude, it's just better when you're in here. Oh, like, that's I so don't great. Know, you know, but I, I know what I carry on the inside. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I just try myself to be real. I don't, I don't, I don't throw God or the Bible on people. Um, I, I love people. If I get an opportunity to minister, I'm going to minister. 
But if not, I, I try to live my life the best that I the best that I can. Yeah, it doesn't um, work anyway, right? <laughs> no, it really, it really doesn't. It doesn't work anyway. I get that yeah. same. I I I consider it a compliment. Like, man, Preston, thanks for not like throwing God down my throat. I'm like, yeah. it's not going to work anyway. Like, it's not. It, it's really not, man. It it just doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, so you said you used to be arrogant. You've been like the professional athletes and stuff, and you just like kind of thought you knew everything. So when did your relationship with Jesus really start? Like when did when did Jesus really start changing things? In you? you know, I grew up. I grew up. I, mean, I got a family full of preachers. I grew up in church. Uh, you know, I mean, and it's one of those things where I, I knew I knew who God was. Some things happened in my life. I lost a, a aunt that was like a month to me. I lost a best friend in front of me. I got murdered in front of me. So. It was a lot of things I was upset at. Like, God, if you love people, then you wouldn't do this. And I was yeah. always, but but I didn't understand the fact of free will and the, and the role, you know, Adam and Eve and things like that. Yeah. And um, I was coming back from South uh, South America. You know, when I was coming back from South America, I really, um, uh, God really just kind of, it just kind of hit me. Life just kind of hit me. I kind of blinked and had a flashback of my life. And, dude, I've been shot at. I've been... Jeez. And drive-bys, you know, um, but also been, I, you know, I, I done, I still think I shouldn't have sold, you know, I've robbed people, I've, I've broken into people's houses, I've broken so cars, and, you know, um, sold stuff, I mean, so many things, and, and, and I, it's like a blink of an eye, man, I felt like God said, I've done all this for you and kept you safe, I need you to do what I need you to do. Yeah. And I just began to ball, man, I didn't know why I began to ball, and I wouldn't have cried, I began to ball, and, yeah. and, um, and, and that's when my heart started to change, slowly but surely it started yeah. to change. Now yeah. I have a, a praying mom who's always praying for you. That's for it. Me. I got family and brothers and sisters that are always praying for me. And I got a wife that uh, my wife was actually an atheist when we first met. And That's now, a yeah, great now, story. And so she gave her heart to Christ. And so <laughs> while she gave her heart to Christ, I was still living out in the world, and she was still like driving three, four hours to go to church, and she was under my mom. Them they're pouring into her and things like that. And so she would pray for me and pray for me. She never gave up on me, you know. Wow. And uh, and man, I just my life just started. Start changing, man. I started losing things that was, that meant a lot to me, and yeah. I didn't want to lose my family, you know. Wow. And and uh, that's what meant the most to me. So uh, I even told my wife, I said, I said, you marry me, you you know, I'll make sure you don't ever want anything in a day in your life. And I try to keep, I try to try my best to keep that promise. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're talking about family. First of all, I come from a a long line of preachers too. <laughs> so you understand? I am. A fourth generation. Wow. So my dad, uh, my dad's brothers, my grandfather, and my great grandfather. That's a long line, dude. That's about, that's about <laughs> my mom, my dad, my uncle. It goes way down, man. Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking about family and like your wife. You love your wife. I know you. You've got a daughter, right? Yeah. Do you have? Yeah. Do you have more than one? No, I got so I got I got five kiddos. Wow, I I yeah. didn't look back in your five. Instagram for you. You want one? I'll give you one half price. I only have one. Are you okay? <laughs> I've got one, and she's almost three, and she thinks she's thirteen. Oh yeah, like, I, I thought I thought it was going to be late for this interview because toddler <laughs> life, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, she I, did. I got five. We have we have uh, two girls and three boys. Oh, uh, wow, man. I, I love my kids. Man. Yeah, I, I love my family. I don't. I don't just try to be the best fighter. My mentality is to be the best in everything I do. Yeah, and that, that's truly my my heart. I want to be the best minister. I want to be the best. I do a lot of motivational speaking now. I want to be the best speaker. You know, I coach basketball. I coach. I train. 
you know, I, and I'm a husband and, and I'm a, you know, I'm a father. I want to be the best at all, though, not just sports, you know what I'm saying? So, so I love my kids, man. I, I love my kids. I love what we do. Uh, spend a lot of time together. We vacation every year together as a family. And, uh, man, I, I enjoy it. I love it. I, I really so do. I, 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 some people say it, but, like, I really love being a father. That's so good. You know? I tried, or I tried, we tried for about 10 years to, before we were able to have our kid. So oh, wow. Able, yeah, like, just, we we just struggled with some infertility, and it was, it was kind of kind of funny now, but, like, like uh, I just felt like, you know, I struggled with doubt and, like, faith, even as a pastor. You know, I'm I'm literally a pastor, pastoring a church. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm questioning, like, you were talking about whether or not God is good. You know, like, I always believed that God was real, but in the middle of the struggle, it's hard to, it's hard to believe that God is good. So, like, I have one, you know, um, I've got one daughter. We struggled so hard, you know, so long. Now, now we have her. And I couldn't imagine not being a dad, you know. And yeah. even yeah. even yeah. in like the the tough stuff, even in the waking up in you know ungodly hours, still, and she's a toddler. Even when like you have to convince her to go potty, and then she doesn't want to get off the potty. Yeah. You know, that might be yeah. like too much information for listeners, but it's yeah. just real. <laughs> but so, how do you? How do you balance fighting and family and especially like throwing faith on top of like the fighting? How do you balance all that kind of stuff? Uh, a lot of prayer. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of prayer. But I got a good wife. I got a yeah. good supporting cast around me. Uh, I got godparents here that are godly, uh, Holy Ghost still gospel people in the, in the, you know, and they're pouring into me. I got people around me that saying, hey, slow down, you're doing too much. I have a wife. Me and my wife are like best friends. And we're like that that we're very straightforward with one another. We don't we don't pull punches, we don't we don't circle nothing. Uh we're in this thing together. Yeah. This thing called life together. And so uh God gave me probably the best mate that that a person could ever have, really. And so uh, just having those good people around me helps. You know, my, my boys they train. I have my my, my middle son, Jacob, um, he's he's a he's at a kickboxing match. He was fourteen and went against a guy that was seventeen that had was like eight and two or something like that. And took him through around me and, and showed me like a lot of heart. And people were saying, dude, I see a lot of him in you, you know. And that's pretty cool uh, to see that. But at the same time, man, you know, my kids live in a lot of my shadows. We, we go somewhere to eat. People are taking pictures. I'm signing autographs all the time, you know. And so uh, my little daughter, she's probably more athletic than any any of my kids, really. <laughs> and she doesn't want to do a sport. And when she was in uh, first grade, she said, I said, why won't you do a sport? She goes, Daddy, I don't want to be like you, you know. And it's very humbling because it was like, you're, wow. you know, like daddy done five professional sports, but at the same time, it's like, it's your life. Yeah. You know, it's because she's, she's decided to cheerlead Well, my oldest daughter is a cheerleader. And so it was one of the things where like, okay, then I'll be the best cheer dad. Then. Yeah. You know, like whatever you're doing, I'm going to support. Yeah. You know, and that's, great. that's what I really do. You know, so you that's come on great. Saturday during the uh, summer here, you'll see me, you know, train and run to the football game. I'm the biggest cheer dad. And people that's laugh. So it's, a, it's a blast because they're like, dude, you're like the toughest guy around here. I'm like. But my daughter's a cheerleader, and it means something to her. Yeah. It means something to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. that's so great. That's that great balance. Like, even the name Saved and Savage, like, yeah. you got to have that balance of, like, being the tough guy. I think some guys mistake um, masculinity for, like, hyper-masculinity. 
They try to be men by being... It's like they never had a really great example of what it meant to be a man. So they try to do exact, the exact opposite of whatever they think being feminine is. Yes. So like, yes. but that's not true, man. Like, you got to be that cheer dad, you know? Like, you got to support whatever they're doing. So yeah, I, I love that. They struggle. I think a lot of people struggle with pride. You know what I yeah. mean? Like they try to. You know, I think one of the biggest things for me is people say, um, "I didn't know you were a pro fighter." You know, I, I didn't. You fight. You know, like yeah. I like. To, I don't have to go around trying to act like I'm tough. I don't gotta look. I know I'm tough. Yeah. I don't have to nobody else. And just like with my my walk with Christ, if you know who you are, you know who your father is. Yeah. You don't have to bash people. You don't have to throw the gospel. You don't have to throw the That's Bible it. on people. Just live your life to a way people are going to say something different about you. Yeah. What is what is it? And then you get to open up and you get to minister to them. And that's what I try my best to do, man. I, I really do. Uh, and, and, and our community supports me so much here that that's it's so unbelievable. The support I get from, from Missouri alone, from mm -hmm. Kansas City, from Springfield, from St. Louis, Papa Bluff from my hometown, Joplin here in Joplin. I mean, I get so much... Um, I get so much support. It's at one time I was the biggest ticket seller in Missouri, you know, um, and you know I was selling three, four hundred tickets wow. to a fight. Wow! So promotions are calling like, "Hey, we, we want we you." Got <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, yeah. But I also got guys, you know, um, that that has helped me out a, a lot uh, through amateur to pro, get to, to the stage that I'm at yeah. now, uh, and, I, and I'm, I'm very grateful for them. Yeah. Now you said you were talking earlier about like balance and things and um, how like you've got a lot of people that are speaking into your life. I think that's a big miss too is just people not having people that can be honest with them. And like you were saying, like you've got people that can tell you, hey, you're doing too much. I think that's a miss that a lot of us are missing in our lives is having people that can speak into us that we trust and we can take their word and know that they're saying they're just they're just on our team right and they just want the best for us and we got to trust that they want the best for us and listen to them and take that advice yeah what would you say is like the biggest change jesus has made in your life man just to love people love people where they're at i mean you know i i you know um being, you know, I, you got to think, I was an All-American when I was 18 years old. I qualified for the Olympic trials. Wow. Uh, I'm running on television. You know, I'm in, I'm in Sports Illustrated magazines. You know, um, and so I just had this cocky, arrogant, you know. Then then I ran professional track, so I made very good money. Well, you got a kid that grew up poor that's making very good money. Yeah. And so I, I tried to kind of separate myself like I'm better than other people, just being honest. Mm -hmm. And then to the point to where... Um, now I look and it breaks my heart to think back to that because we're all really the same people, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And and so uh, I don't look down on people. I think that's the biggest thing is I just love people wherever they are. I don't care if they're homeless. I don't care if they're, you know, I'm, I'm the type of people, you know, I, I, if I see someone walking, pushing the car, I want to get their story. Yeah. So I'll stop. I'll talk to them. I'll, I'll buy them lunch. I'll sit down with them because, you know, I, I want them to know that they are loved. How many people you you think walk around don't know that they're loved? Or they, as a man, we rarely we rarely hear "good job." You're doing a great yeah. job, man. Yeah. You, you know, hey, we love you. Besides from our wife and probably from our mom or our parents, 
other than that, man, like, and you hear anybody that talks to me, they all, I was, I was, in, I was talking to one of my basketball coaches last night. I, I, I we run a facility at Victory Ministries Sports Complex. Okay. You can check out victorydoplin.com. And, and I'm coaching, and one of my okay. coaches always, we're joking, it's like, dude, one thing about TJ, if he loves you, he loves you. And if the joke goes, TJ loves the hell out of you. Yeah. He's like, you, you can't, you can't not love, I love that guy when you trust TJ. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think it's a funny thing because if I tell people, hey, love you, man. And they'll stop like, well, what? Hey, love you. God loves you, too. You know, like, because people need to hear that, man. They, they, yeah. they, need, they need to hear it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I jumped on a Zoom call. Uh, or a, I guess it's a Zoom call, but it was like a meeting. A bunch of guys. It's called uh, Mighty 300. Um, but long story short, the guy that was talking was talking about five relationships that men need. And like you mentioned, like encouraging brothers you know like just telling them making sure they 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 hear you know i love you but also feel like they're loved feel like they're wanted they're cared for one of the top one of the five relationships that men need is actually a a man (laughs) you know you need to have be in a relationship with other men um that you trust that can speak into you you know that's good stuff so we're coming up to our like our time so I want to hit you with some rapid questions, some yes, which sir. have little to nothing to do with um, fighting. So I think I got like right. six or seven of them, but here we go. Rapid questions. What's your favorite hometown restaurant? Shout uh, somebody out. Hackett Hot Wings. What was it? Hackett Hot Wings. Hackett Hot Wings. Okay. Hackett Hot Wings. Here's okay. The best wings ever. All right. Um, what's one thing you wish you could tell yourself before you started fighting? Um, buckle up for the ride. Buck- <laughs> There's going to be a lot of stuff in this fight. <laughs> All right. What is something you're currently learning or something you've learned recently? Playing the guitar with my daughter. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. all right. Power Rangers or Ninja Turtles? Oh, Ninja Turtles all day, bro. Oh, man. Cello, he's a beast. My man, see, I've asked this question a couple of times on this podcast, and it's always Ninja, it's always Power Rangers. And down deep, I'm like, down deep, I wanted to call him out. I mean, Rory McDonald said Power Rangers. <laughs> and I, at the time, I didn't feel like I could call him out. <laughs> but he's not sitting on the other side of this phone call right now, so I'm going to call him out. Um, Ninja Turtles are better than Power Rangers. Anyway, um, what do you do in your downtime? Uh, just spend time with my family, man. We love watching movies. Me and my wife, we love watching movies. Me and the kids, we love family night. Uh, my kids actually love family night. That's yeah. pretty cool. So, yeah. yeah, definitely in the family night. That's cool. And favorite food you have to skip when you're cutting weight? I love cheeseburgers. Bacon cheeseburgers. Uh, greasy bacon cheeseburgers. Like, I, I love it. And so, yeah, I, I watch the Hardee's commercials and, and the Wendy's and the... In all these places, and I and I almost cry sometimes. So. <laughs> Bacon cheeseburger, absolutely. Mine is pizza and donuts. Really? Yeah. I, I love pizza. I, I eat love pizza every day. I literally like. I think when I was in middle school, I ate pizza every day when I was going to school. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I ate it every single like Monday through Friday during school for lunch. Because you know you like go buy lunch and your mom doesn't know what you're eat- you're getting so. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I just lived on pizza. Hey, man, um, that's all the rapid questions I had. Thanks so much for taking some time. I definitely want to jump on a call with you sooner than later because I got some things that I'd like to see if you'd want to help me with. 
outside of this podcast, just growing this saved and savage community. Um, but best of luck to you, prayers and blessings for you, and uh, thanks so much. I really appreciate you. Man, it's an honor being over. Thank you, Pastor. You be blessed. Uh, you too. Bye. Yeah.